When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're not against rap. We're not against rappers. But we are against those. Something big about to happen. I hear the beat tapping. We some fly rum and felines rapping on the track. Better yet, grab a gat, cause we hot like. Enzo, doors closed, windows up, cause that's the way we like to ride. Windy City hitting. Check mic 1212. We live, baby. What's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of Speak Your Mind Radio. I'm your hostess, with the mostess, Miss Hip Hop, aka Queen Star. And today, we have a singer slash songwriter with us by the name of So Soon. <laughs> What's, What's up, man? Hey. How you doing, sis? I'm doing good, bro. I'm doing good. Um, I was gonna, um, you know, I always start off my interviews with an icebreaker question for the artist. So you ready, man? I'm ready when you are. Okay. What would you spend money on if you won the lottery today? Yeah, that's a good question. Off the top of my head, I would say I would buy some property, some land, um, which, as my friend just pointed out recently, those are two completely different things. So I'd buy (laughs) both some property and some land and um, invest in, in the stock market and then invest in my sneaker collection. Damn. Beautiful. In that order. <laughs> In that order. Okay, I got you. <laughs> so you're going to be flipping that money. I see you. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Um, I'm glad the sneaker collection was last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you would have asked me this a few years ago, that might have been first. But, For real. Yeah. On the real. I got you on that. <laughs> All right. So soon. Um, tell everybody like where you're from and what motivated you to start your music career. Yeah, so I'm from Queens, New York, and whenever whenever I'm telling the story of like how I started as an artist, I always say that I, you know, I'm an only child from a very sheltering mom. She was really concerned about me being a black man, just walking through the streets. Not not even so much me getting in trouble, but just like you know, just the things that happen. I think she watches a lot of news and was always just concerned about my safety. So that meant early curfews after school, even on the weekends. And so I spent a lot of time in my bedroom listening to the local hip hop and R&B radio station. And, and then I had a few opportunities, one in junior high school and then one in high school to kind of mimic what I was listening to on the radio, just in my room, just writing. Um, and then being able to kind of share it in different ways. And, and then, yeah, like in 11th grade in high school, I joined my first group. It was mostly hip hop artists with a sprinkle of a few singers and we recorded a project. And, you know, that was when I knew, it was still a hobby at that point, but it was when I went to college that I got my first opportunities to perform because I'd actually never really done that. 
And that was kind of the point that I knew that this was something that I wanted to take serious. And even then I didn't know what that meant or what it looked like, but it was just something that I, I just was a lot more intentional about writing and recording and finding opportunities to perform. So that's kind of how it happened for me. Wow, that's incredible. Um, I, I, I do relate to your story because um, I've done po poetry like for a really long time, and but I didn't start performing until I got the you know the college atmosphere, and mm -hmm. so I get what you're saying about taking your craft more seriously uh, throughout Word. your journey. You know. Word. Okay. Um. So. Hmm. What skills have you learned along the way that, you know, kind of helped you in your musical journey? Yeah, that's a great question. Thanks for asking. I, so I, I always, you know, I find it interesting because what I didn't realize when I started taking my craft seriously, I didn't realize this until a few years ago when I did a thesis, when I graduated college, um, that, a lot of the life skills that I have, both soft and hard skills, came from just being a, a, a hip hop artist, a songwriter, a recorder, a performer, all those different things. And, and so I'm talking about things like just the level of comfort I have of public speaking and the kind of uh, the, in, the evolved vocabulary just from like, you know, I'm writing a song and I need to keep a dictionary close by to make sure that if I want to use a word in a verse that it makes sense and you know all that good stuff and um yeah it's just I don't know it's just like a, like I said a ton of soft and hard skills that have nothing to do with the actual music that I learned that have kind of helped me become who I am today and then like just even thinking about it more specifically on a music level um I yeah I think that probably the skill that I've learned the most uh, as a performer would be like how to project your voice which to me is almost like an extension of how to command an audience because a lot of my performances over the years have been in spaces that hold like anywhere from 50 to maybe a couple hundred people at most and um, sometimes you need to figure out ways to get people's attention and so there's been a lot of moments where like I'll just not use the mic at all or maybe open up with an acapella but go without the mic just to like get people's attention and like turn heads if they're like you know not fully focused on what's happening on the stage and let right. it be known like yo like an artist is here and i'm and that's li literally the role of an mc is um what do you call a master of ceremonies they control the crowd like that's like going back to the history of hip-hop before the mc even was in the foreground and the DJ was when the DJ was the um, main act and the MC was tasked with getting the audience's attention and, and giving, making sure they had gave that attention to their DJ. That's what being an MC was about. So certainly like learning how to project my voice um, is, is probably one of the biggest tools I've learned um, that have directly impacted my artistry. Wow. That's uh amazing um yeah i guess as an, uh, a performer especially you, you do have to learn those little uh quirky techniques to grasp uh an attention um of an, a full audience especially like maybe it's not in a small room where you can project your voice maybe it's a bigger crowd you know you just got to think of ways to you know keep them entertained basically indeed indeed okay um 
Wow. Um, so let's discuss your EP, Sony Volume 2. Mm-hmm. But before we do, um, I just want to break down the acronym of Sony for everybody because I absolutely adore it and love it. And I was super impressed that uh, the acronym broke down as Sounds of New York. Sony, sure. guys, right? <laughs> yes, indeed. And also, your name is an acronym, too, So Soon. Would you like to yep. tell everybody? Yeah, so the name So Soon is an acronym for Sound of Something Out of Nothing. I um, The short story behind how I took that name is that my original stage name was actually J Skills. It was, and it's like literally, <clears throat> excuse me, the first letter of my first name, you know, J, and then like just Skills. I don't even know why chose skills at that time <laughs> and and what, what was happening was you know going back to this point I mentioned earlier about like when I started getting performance getting and seeking performance opportunities in in and out of college um I, I was running into people who had skills the name skills or in their name or some variation of it like I, there was like some underground artists who were a lot more successful than I were than I was and have been who have skills in their name. And as a matter of fact, my longtime producer, friend, collaborator, his name was Skills. And so like for us, it was not, it was, I mean, it was never beef enough if I ran into somebody with some right. version of skills in their name. But right. it just, it, what it was signaling to me is that I wanted to have something that was a bit more, that had a bit more of a like standout quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like messing around. I realized I liked acronyms and I was just thinking about what hip hop is about and certainly as a cultural movement it's this idea of taking uh having nothing and taking and being able to make something out of it that's literally why hip-hop is what it is and has been for so long um but because i don't practice the other elements i've just only been an mc my entire career i thought this idea of the sound of something out of nothing really speaks to the musical the the um the The creators the the mc Right. component or the M, the element of um emceeing and yeah so that's how i came up with that there was a lot of variations that ultimately came to so soon um i don't remember all of them but yeah it was an interesting process but so yeah that's how i came up with that and and as you can tell i'm a huge fan of acronyms so yeah <laughs> um that's why you know sony is like a, a play off of my name in, in a sense mm-hmm. um and and yeah that's so awesome. Um, I was just going to say, like, before you came up with So Soon, the acronym of So Soon, you said you had skills in your name, J Skills. That mm-hmm. was also signaling that you were on the right path because you kept running into so many individuals with kind of like that same name, Skills, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I don't, I definitely believe, I didn't understand it then. I couldn't have, I couldn't have, under, I couldn't have verbalized it then, but like, certainly now where I'm at in my life I I truly believe in universal connection and I don't think those things were coincidence um like I said even with my long the the producer who I've had the longest working relationship with skills his um what's his name yeah his name was ill skills and then now nowadays he just shortened it to sk um (laughs) but back then when we met it was like well I'm jay skills and like what I'm ill skills like what that's crazy and yeah like we're like that to this day that's like one of my closest friends he's almost like a big brother to me in many ways 
and has we've collaborated on so many different songs that he's produced and like that to me that's like a universal connection i don't think that happened by accident so definitely definitely i uh definitely agree with the hints from the universe pointing you in the right direction so word word um speaking of the album i really want to talk about a couple of my favorite songs like hypnotizing um Mm -hmm. this joint was super lit to me because i really i really like the beat and the way you flowed on it and just the overall song was just dope basically so why did you decide to name the song the way you did yeah, um, great question. So when I got the beat, and, and this is like my general writing process as an artist, I get the beat. And the first thing I'm trying to figure out is like, what kind of song do I want to make? Do I want to make a club record? Do I want to make a conscious record? Do I want to tell a story? Do I want to make a song about ladies or, or related, current or past relationship, anything like that? And this song immediately was like club record, no doubt about it, but I didn't want to do like a typical club record. Um, And so I was trying to figure out what made the most sense and just listening to the beat enough while trying to figure out a concept, there was, it had like almost like hypnotic qualities in it. And then I think I just literally thought that and was like, oh, I can do a song about like being in the club and being like literally put in a trance by the movements, by a woman's movements. And so, um what i really like about what i did with this song is it's not like like hip-hop is hip-hop and and i listen to all types of hip-hop so this is not in any way casting shade on our genre and and even some of this challenging content you know but (laughs) certainly with what i did with hypnotizing i wanted to make it i almost wanted to make it um empowering to women and instead of saying oh she's shaking her ass and and it's making it's almost like placing a woman in this like um subjective manner or like in this um uh oh my god i had the word and i lost it but like like she's just like bad temptress and you know whatever whatever Mm -hmm. i wanted it to be like (laughs) just like literally the power of how she's moving her body is it's got me in a trance and 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 you know it's but it's being done in in sort of an empowering way like it's not a conscious record and not by a long <laughs> shot and I'm not I don't want the listening audience to think that that's what I'm trying to convey but it's certainly not um uh antagonizing uh the the woman subject that I'm talking about or making her out to be like she's just this pretentious person who's you know trying to get money or anything like that so yeah, I think I hope that explains it. And and then the other thing I'll say is I don't remember if I did this on purpose, but there's no curses in it, um, except for the word ass. But I don't think that counts as a curse. But so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, I think you explained it well because for me, the song was very detailed in the way the woman was moving her body versus just saying "bend it on over," blah blah blah. You know, <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah, so that's yeah. why I appreciated it, and I, you know, listened to it more than one time in a row. So yeah. Word, word. Okay. Um. Well, will you introduce the song so everyone can hear it? Yeah, so this record is called Hypnotizing. Um, it's a it's a high energy, hopefully club banger, hopefully something that's gonna move your head. So hope you like it. Oh. 
you're getting sleepy, sleepy. Now on the count of three, want you to wake. One, two, three. Baby, you got me in a trance, and I can't understand it. How a glance got a man's mind feeling enchanted with the command of a hand click. She bending over to the front, and her booty expanded. This club is the universe. These women are the planets. Heart pumping through my shirt, but the way you're dancing, I gotta put you to work. Part of my fences, but I didn't come here to stand in. I can't stand to dance. I can't dance to stand. Can't understand why I want to dance, but can't sit. I'm a red-handed bandit. If the chance is granted, somebody's daughter's gonna be somebody's parent. Hypnosis, yeah, hips motion. Got every dude in the club to get focused. I've been hoping to get close, man. Please don't send me away. I get homesick. Hips whining, I hypnotizing. Those hips whining, I hypnotizing. Even when you're improvising So enticing when you really ain't trying Hips are twining or hypnotizing Shake it all Shake it all Shake it all L-O-L-O-L-O-V-E No, she playing mind tricks so maybe I'm tipsy Oh, gypsy queen, my pockets were a minty green But now they're bald like Mr. Clean Getting me, you've been got like Homer J. Simpson and Krispy Kreme. Maybe OJ Simpson, so ain't pimping. Got the ass mask like trick or treat. She's quick, she's thick up in them six jeans. Hit me with the Stedman, she was Oprah Winfrey. Right before she dipped, chick had the nerve to kiss me. Then she clicked the fingers, and I woke up dizzy. Hypnosis, yeah, it's motion. Got every dude in the club to get focused. I've been hoping to get close, man. Please don't send me away, I get homesick. Probably go down. Roll up, watch the slow down. Ride ain't over. One more go round. Out of control now. She's in control how. She get it to go wild. She hit it to show how. It dips like a snowplow. She's slipping it pro style. She's slipping it oh wow. She's spinning it pro style. She did it with no smile. She whispered in my ear, Come get it, let's go now. Take you to my place. Then take me to yo now. Baby, the whole mom. Baby, it shows now. Gave me the whole cat. Hypnotizing by So Soon. Why not? All right. <laughs> so um, I would like to talk about um, another song that I really enjoyed on the album. It was called Green Juice. 
Mm-hmm. I've never been so hungry listening to a song before about <laughs> eating healthy. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to tell me, like, what was your creative approach for this particular joint? Yeah, I, um, no, nah, thank you for the compliment. So there's kind of like two layers to this story. Layer one is that it is a song that I was asked to compose for a, a soundtrack for a short film that a, a young man that I know made called Invasion of the Culture Snatchers. You can find it on YouTube. Um, the filmmaker's name is Jair Marshall. It's only 10 minute film. It's really dope. Um, and, and so the subject matter of the film is about gentrification in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. And it's supposed to be a horror film. And it's, it's, it's really humorous, funny, all that good stuff. Um, the, the, so the second layer is that, you know, because a lot of my content as an artist has been over the years, like, conscious, like, um, kind of thought-provoking um, music, I... When he, when the, when the filmmaker asked me to um, compose a song for the film, the subject matter of gentrification, which is at the theme of the film, is something that I've actually spoken about in previous songs. So the first question was, how can I talk about this subject without redoing what I've already done? Because one, it would bore me in the process, and two, like if there's already one what I consider a really good song out that I've done using the subject matter, I want to, I, I, you know, I just want to make sure I'm talking about the subject matter, but in a way that's unique. And, and it wasn't that difficult. It wasn't as difficult as I made it in the process of writing it, because being able to kind of like look at the script before the film was even um, shot, and I, was, and, I ha- and I had the opportunity to see it on the screen, like it's a great script and it's a great concept. And so like literally, I, I just really like, took the theme of the film and really was talking about like, when you see, like, if you if you live in the hood, this is not my experience, I wanna be very clear on that, but if okay. you live in the hood and um, you see healthy food coming in, you see like new grocery stores that sell very expensive produce and, and just, you know, things are looking different, you're starting to see like, perhaps white people walking through your neighborhood <laughs> and just like kind of like, okay, what's happening. Um, and so it, that is kind of like capturing that experience, you know what I'm saying? And, and so like, I don't want to give the film away, but we'll just say that in the film, when people go to the corner store and buy green juice, a thing happens mm-hmm. to them. So that's, that's kind of what the story is about. And then I tried to talk about that um, in, in the song a little bit. So, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, I'm pretty sure that my listeners are going to enjoy uh, listening to this song for uh, different reasons. I think everybody has a creative mind and they're going to take what they need from the song, period. So would you well, introduce the song to everyone? This record is called Green Juice. It is from the soundtrack for the short film Invasion of the Culture Snatchers, produced, written, and directed by Jair Marshall. So check it out. Let's get it.
gonna change your life. Yeah. Wanna get right? You gonna pay the price for that green juice? Gonna change your life. Gluten free, sugar free, uh, dairy free, vegans, uh, no fat, low fat, uh, plant based, whole that, uh, vegetarian, ah, uh, pescatarian, ah, uh, the wealthy, the healthy, no carbs, Lord help me. Wanna get right? You gonna pay the price for that green juice? Gonna change your life. In the air, I feel shame. But jeans can't buy expensive things. I'm confused. Come on, please explain. When the bodega stop selling pain. Arizona and a bag of ice. Buck 50, give me 10 in the game. That shit ain't healthy. Who gives a fuck? UFOs flying in the rain. Aliens look fit to snuff. Them transmittals are how you fit for cups. That's the second neck, like Inspector Deck. Appetite for fucking shit up. They'll buy you out, deny you out. They'll lie you out, chew you up, and spit you out. Don't get abducted. That deli meat is Corrupted. My daily feast has been interrupted. Twelve weeks before it hits the public. Here's the clue, blue is the government. Feast got up with a green concoction. Promoted as healthy, so for 30 something. To read the fine print, you need a white chick with a microscope. What is a coda function? The oldest pungent, teeth be crumbling. Side effects increase the function. The main ingredient, police corruption. Made the kings and queens cease production. Potato chips be easy lunches with a cherry Pepsi, my weakness. I'm eating trips as I speak this. Pardon me for this interruption. Fuck low sodium recipes. No gardens, more MSG. Give me sauce for my sesame seed. With a big bird, call it Sesame Street. From my shit hard in sodium nitrate. Hot with sauce, more carbohydrate. Mac and cheese with crushed cheesy puzzles. If the shit's too healthy, they gon' beat me up.
which was like right around the time they kind of enforced to stay at home like officially mm-hmm. it was um the, the area that i like to run and in is a uh like a, a like a park area and it was really crowded so it was challenging to just be able to one move around people mm-hmm. but also to like really engage in social distancing in the way that has been recommended by the government and so i haven't been running in a few weeks so i'm, I'm missing out a little bit good for you stay working out in your apartment that's the best thing to do word i'm on it <laughs> okay um what was your uh best concert you attended before everything broke out so like i would say within the past six months yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna cheat um <laughs> because i like to bend the rules every once in a while and i'm gonna say it's a three-way tie because you know even if you asking me that I, i'm recognizing the privilege that I had to even say that I've been to like more than three concerts in the last six months. Um, so I'm for- very fortunate and definitely recognizing of that. With that said though, I um, so I went to, I got to see Anita Baker. Um, it was a gift to my mom and my stepfather for their 60th birthday. They turned 60 a few days apart um, late last year. And so we got to go to Philly to see Anita Baker, legend, on her like farewell tour. That was just amazing. Um, also saw Jill Scott at Radio City Music Hall here in New York. And that was celebrating Jill Scott's 20th anniversary of her first album release. And that was just really another legend, not as old of the legend or as, you know, as long of a career as Anita Baker's, but still a legend in her own right. And that was just nothing short of amazing. And then um, I, my third was, I got to see Schoolboy Q, which by the way, I, I'm being really honest because this is something that hip hop does. We like, we um, we sample, it's a sample culture and we sample, we bother, I'm bothered, I we borrow from folks. And so even though I just wanted to point out because you just play Green Juice that the hook, I actually sampled like Schoolboy Q's flow and cadence from the um, introductory song on his most recent album, Crash Talk. Um, and so if you listen to him, it, it almost sounds like a perfect match, but like, I just love the record so much that um, I, 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 it was like accidentally and then like purposely kind of sampling his flow and his cadence um, for, for my chorus for um, Green Juice. But yeah, I got to see Cute Schoolboy Q perform in DC. And, and the reason why, that doesn't like, honestly, no disrespect to Cute, that doesn't hold a coin to seeing Anita Baker and Joe mm-hmm. Scott live. Mm-hmm. But it was it was special to me because it was the first time I'd ever gone to a live concert by myself. Wow. So that, and, and you know, like DC, they showed a lot of love. Um, I felt very welcome. That's good. In that space by myself because that's not I don't I mean I'm sure there's people who go to concerts by themselves but I had never done it so that was a big deal to me and it was not in my home city which made it a bigger deal exactly exactly I like that yeah those are the concerts that I got to see so DC is very welcoming <laughs> I'll keep that in yeah, mind yeah word word Okay, cool. Um, yeah, you, so you basically got to see two legends in the making. I mean, one legend already made and one in the mm-hmm. making, Jill Scott. Mm-hmm. We already know she's going to be legendary, period. Word. I 
Absolutely. And then a, 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 a new school artist, schoolboy, yeah. dope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Okay. So, like, finally, but not least, um, what's next for you so soon? Like, in the next upcoming month of 2020, despite everything going on. Yeah, I I have man, I have so much music that I'm preparing to release. Um, I, so. For one, this 2020 marks the 10 year anniversary of my debut album, The Bandwagon, Director's Cut. Congratulations. Thank you, I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, If folks are interested, you can listen to it on soulsoon.bandcamp.com or purchase it there. All of my music um, is on my Bandcamp page, so you can check that out. And so I'm trying to figure out how to celebrate that, but I have a little bit of time because the anniversary officially isn't until the end of the year around um, November, which is exactly. the time of my birthday. So I have um, working on a way to celebrate that. I have a, another full length project called Involuntary Immigrant. Shouts to Mike L who produced the entire record. Um, and uh, so we, uh, the, the, pro- the project is getting mastered and the, we're working on the other assets, which are a short documentary that's just talking about the making of the project, as well as a limited edition clothing line in collaboration with two different Black um, fashion designers, um, Shouts to Front Face and the Creative Era, um, who signed on to help bring this thing to life. And so, yeah, Involuntary Immigrant will probably come out some point around late November. And then I also have like, and, and I'm gonna like give you a huge shout out because you're one of the people who kind of pushed this forward. But um, as you know, the listening audience, some may know because they may have seen it or may have seen us talk about it. But I just did a um, IG live song battle with a good friend of mine, Keith Louder. We went song for song a few days ago. And um, in preparation for the battle, I decided to put up a record called Punch Drunk Lust. um as as a secret weapon and um i put it up for 24 hours for people to be able to listen or download um and the feedback was like crazy and so much so that it earned me a live chat with you which then earned me a bunch of new fans because when you played it like people started following me from your listening audience um and so that's got me really excited to like put out the full length project that Punch Trump Lust is a part of, cool. um, which is called so- uh, Sony Muses. So it is part of the Sony series, Sound in New York series. Mm-hmm. And the, the full length project is just about um, the, uh, what do you call it? The, just the, the women, um, not all, but many of the women who have influenced and inspired me at different times in my life, girlfriends, women I've dated, so on and so forth. So, very um, nice. Yeah, thank you for, for the energy that you gave the song because, like I said, it's now got me like, all right, I need to like get this out to the world because it seems like this is something they're gonna really vibe with. So, yeah, definitely a lot in the works, a lot in the oven. I see you cooking over there. <laughs> word up, word up. That's what's up. Okay. Um, thank you so soon for blessing the microphone on my show today. I really appreciate you coming through. Thank you so much for having me. And I just want to kind of not only thank you, but thank all journalists who have a mission to 
bring exposure to new talent, um, new and unheard talent, such as myself. Like if, if y'all weren't doing y'all job, then we would just have this continued machine of people mm. who are like bringing exposure to acts who I guess have like different access and different resources to get them that exposure. But we need more journalists like you who are like like mining for new talent and and not just trying to jump on bandwagons that already have more than enough exposure to them. So I really appreciate you. Um, I saw like like I said, I saw immediate um, uh, uh, success or, or growth in my own fan base just from having a forty five minute live chat with you on IG and you playing your listening base. Um, my song and and so that just reminds me of the power of like putting my stuff out but also just like the how how the like when it comes to art and art being exposed I would say that journalists are the essential essential workers in that case so thank you to you and all the journalists out there who continue to mine for dope new talent and already and willing to spread the the news to the world and not like keep it as a hidden secret for themselves. Right, exactly. Thank you so much for saying that too, because we're all supposed to support each other. You can't just keep somebody like on the shelf just for yourself, because how (laughs) are you supposed to grow? Right, exactly. (laughs) Makes zero sense. Thank you. Um, And thank you guys for listening too. I really appreciate you all for tuning in to another lit episode of Speak Your Mind Radio. I love you all. Please be safe and stay in the freaking house. And um, yeah, see you guys next week. Peace out.